Hey everybody, welcome to another amazing episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe, joined by Andrew Harlick, and this is going to be episode 121 with Kelly Thompson and Andrew Archer of the Melbourne-based design studio, Una. They join us this week to share the story of how and why they decided to start their new company, the incredible power of combining their different skill sets, and a peek into what they have in store for their so-called universe. Today's episode is proudly presented by Learn Squared. It's a brand new art education platform curated and powered by the industry-leading artists. Enrollment for eight-week courses begins next month, including my intro to UI design for film. I know a lot of you have been asking for me to do tutorials, so here we go. It's now open with limited seats available for personal mentorships, so head over to LearnSquared.com for more info and experience the power of two. Here we go, everybody. Episode 121. Let's roll. We've heard plenty from Andrew, so let's uh, talk with you, Kelly. Let's get a little bit of a rundown of like where you come from, and um, I'd love to know a little bit more about how you two have connected and, and what you guys are ambitions. I read some bits on your uh, website about like what your ambitions are and stuff, but it would be awesome to kind of get a little bit of a background as far as um, you know where you guys come from and where you guys are going with all this stuff. Okay. How far back do you want me to start? <laughs> Let's go to infancy. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no. Wherever. I mean, where, where, does your, where does your art creative journey start? Okay, I, um, I drew. I always draw a lot when I was a kid, and my granddad used to encourage me to draw. And then when I went to university, I don't know, randomly I decided to do a photography degree because I wasn't very good at photography and I wanted to learn more, which is kind of a silly way to spend $30,000. But <laughs> I did that and then I started working as a photographer and then I kind of quit my job and between photography jobs, I started to draw again because I was kind of too poor to party, so I had to do something. So I um, <laughs> started drawing again and then had an exhibition in 2007 and after that, things just started to grow from there. So the exhibition was really good and I got lots of good feedback and started to get jobs from that. And then after that, um, I started to take illustration, I guess, a little bit more seriously and started to focus on it a bit more. Um, it was probably, I moved to Australia in 2010 and then I was working as an illustrator still. Um, but I also picked up a job working at the Jackie Winter Group, which is an illustration agency over here. So they're actually one of our agents now as well. Um, so I was working. Ironic. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I was nothing to do with my connections. Um, <laughs> and so I started working with all of the other artists there and all the advertising agencies and things and kind of doing my own work in my spare time. And then it was actually working there that I kind of started to look at Andrew's work quite a lot. And I'd always been a fan, but then my job at Jackie Winter was also to find new talent. So I asked Andrew if he wanted to be on the books one day and he was like, no, I'm too busy. <laughs> and he was, totally not, he was totally not interested. And I was, like, and I was like, come on. And so I kind of harassed him for, I think I touched base with him like maybe three times or something in total and eventually he decided to sign up. And then we kind of got to know each other a little bit mm. then. That's when I just moved here. Yeah. I just moved to Melbourne. He just moved to Melbourne. Awesome. Um, and then... I ended up leaving Jackie Winter because I started to get too busy with my own work. I um, picked up a campaign um, and perfume packaging for Escada for one of their um, fragrances called Born in Paradise. So that was pretty huge, working from 10 till 6 at Jackie Winter and then going home and working on Paris hours to try and do that job. And after like two months of doing that, I just realized I couldn't do it anymore. So that's why I left. Um, and since then, I was working freelance. 
Awesome. awesome. So yeah, it's pretty good. That was my life in a nutshell, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, your creative journey pretty quickly. <laughs> Do you want me to go back? I don't mean to rewind and fill in a few gaps. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you could talk a bit about um, maybe, I think a lot of people that listen to this show um, get really inspired or interested in when, when people make that change in their life that they decide that, okay, I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to go against the grain and become an artist for a living or go become a freelancer. Um, a lot of the times I think it's inspiring and encouraging to hear from other successful, awesome artists like yourself. Um, the struggles, but at the same time, like when you made those decisions, what you're going through and how you're getting yourself over those, um, kind of challenges, you know, the self doubt. It sounds like you had a lot of support. I had a lot of that myself, which is really great. It really helps. Um, but is when you made that decision, like I'm going to do this for a living, did you like over have to overcome anything in general, or is there any kind of um, issues that you ran into, or just the decision of making that choice? Um, I guess when I first when I first started, I really wanted to be a fashion photographer, and I was working retail when I first started um, doing photography, and I was trying to balance the two, and it was quite hard for me to decide at the start. Um, when I would kind of quit my regular income and then focus on what I really wanted to do. And that was a really tricky part for me, Mm. just kind of cutting back and being really poor and Mm. kind of not being able to party. And your friends give you so much shit, you know, like, (laughs) like, why don't you come out? And it's like, because I have $5, how many drinks I have $5? And they actually don't understand a lot of the time. So that was a really hard thing for me, kind of making that jump. And also just having to deal with, everyone else not exactly understanding what I was doing, you know, like I think people who have a nine to five job and every week they get X amount of money in their bank account. They really don't understand how hard it is when you're trying to focus on something and be a freelancer and try to, you know, do what you want to do, but also make ends meet at the same time and finding that balance is really difficult. Um, When I first started like that, well, that's the reason I got into illustration because I was really wanting to do photography and, um, when I did quit my job, obviously the jobs don't necessarily roll in straight away as soon as you quit your day job. So I started drawing at nighttime while my friends were partying. And that's kind of what started to um, really get into drawing again um, and really focus on it and kind of that's where it really began for me. Um, and, you know, like it took a little while. Um, when I did my first show, luckily, we, I lived in Wellington, which is a relatively small town, so I knew lots of people there. So there was heaps of support Like at my first exhibition. I think I sold like 30-something prints, which was pretty awesome for someone starting out. Starting out I was pretty pumped. Yeah, that's great. And, and I think that was kind of the little boost um, and confidence that I needed. You know, like people liked it. Um, I can draw after all kind of thing. So <laughs> that um, is where it started off. And then from awesome. there, I could do like little things. Like I worked with hair salons and stuff a lot doing illustrations for them and little editorials and things for newspapers and stuff so that's kind of where I first got rolling but I think the hardest part is just finding the balance between doing it as a hobby and doing it as a job and getting your time versus dollars yeah. and balance so that you're actually going somewhere with it instead of 
destroying my living in a tent, you know? <laughs> sure, absolutely. Because that's the that's what the defining moment when you take it from being a hobby to something that's going to support and feed you or your family. And to make that jump is, is, is significant. And so I always, I always wonder from other creatives because I had my own doubts and own, um, you know, worries about the what if. Um, it's funny to look back at it now because it doesn't matter to me anymore. But the, originally when that fear happened, it was just like, it's very, um, enveloping and stuff. And so it's interesting and it's always great when I can talk with other artists and creatives who have made that leap, you know, cause obviously another thing I really want to talk about is your dynamics as, um, a duo, a, a company, a crew of people that are working together and building stuff and problem solving, which is really fascinating as well. Um, it's on your website. It looks like you guys have occurred what 20 plus years or something of industry experience, which is really rad. Um, do you feel that the experience that the both you have kind of complements one another as far as a partnership or, um, yeah, I guess that's a, yeah, definitely. I think not only experience combined with the combined skills, but also the fact that this different skills we bring, like the ten years, ten years that we each have are completely different ten years. Like they're, they're from different audiences, different strengths. So you bring it together. Obviously, what we bring individually, it's amazing. But yeah, combined experience of knowing what you're worth, you know, what you should be working on, what you can do, what you can't do, what you should probably be doing. You know, sure. We kind of both found that we fill the gaps um, so I have skills that Andrew doesn't have and Andrew has skills that I don't have and mm. it's not just with that illustration it's with um, say cooking okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have no skills Andrew has all the skills <laughs> no um, you know like I'm a I'm, I'm, I'm a good writer Andrew's not as into writing as I am um, Andrew's <laughs> to, to put it lightly <laughs> to put it in way Andrew is really good at like digital line work, whereas I do my line work by hand all the time, and I'm kind of shitty at digital line work. Um, I really enjoy masking things and doing lots of coloring, um, and Andrew doesn't enjoy the masking part as much as I do. And, yeah, you know, like I've worked with a lot of beauty and fashion brands, where um, Andrew's worked with kind of lifestyle and sporting brands and more kind of advertising focused clients. So yeah. it's kind of we've kind of got a good scope of skills between the two of us. I think the other important thing with that as well is not only when you have those skills there and you see them on paper, but recognizing what skills are best for what project and knowing, you know, yeah. making the and yeah. making the right environment for the other person to kind of get that stuff done. And just yeah. you know, taking a step back when you need to for, for certain things and I guess realizing you don't have what, to do it all. Yeah, you don't have to do it all and you know, if someone can do it who's gonna be able to do it better then, you know just just tear it out and pass it on. Yeah. I think it's, like you're saying like 10 years, I guess, is quite a long time to draw. And I think, you know, it's the kind of thing where maybe even even two or three years ago, I don't know if where I was, like, I don't know if I was, I don't know if I was, if I would be able to do it as well as I can do it now. I feel like it's only the last couple of years I've really reached a point where... You came into yourself. Yeah, I'm just all, I'm all about the team game. <laughs> it sounds silly, but, but, you know, working with people who are equally, equally talented, obviously in different mediums, different areas, but... And that's, like you mentioned before, it's really what Una is about that's what we it's kind of the master plan of what it is all about but. yeah we don't want to like outside of ourselves we really want to also involve people that we've met along through the years you know like mm-hmm. I'm like, working in an agency and 
also like I used to do a lot of work in fashion and um, work I work with lots of brands and Andrew's worked with lots of different clients to me we also want to um, pull on these people that we've met throughout the years and kind of um, use their skills as well so that yeah. whatever we're doing we're getting the best result um, for our clients kind of based on finding the right people for the job you know that's great I really like the idea that you guys are um, that's the way that's the best way to have a partnership I think is is teaming up with somebody that complements your weaknesses with their strengths and utilizing that together in a group effort with no ego and just going forward and trying to make something great. Usually, um, that's the, that's the pattern that makes great things when, when two humans or multiple humans kind of connect. Um, that's always the, seems to be the formula of the people that I've noticed that are pretty profound and stuff. Cause you know, like I, I was having a pretty in-depth talk with some friends of mine on, I just took a, a really awesome trip up into the mountains and we were talking quite a bit about Elon Musk. And, uh, I don't, you guys are probably f- sure you guys are familiar with who he is, right? Yes. Yeah. And so I've been studying him like crazy. And, and, and one of the main important things is, is to, I had to remind myself when I was talking about him is he's just a human, just like us. Um, he just makes decisions differently. Um, bigger decisions are just different decisions. And, but the other thing is he employs and works and, and, and develops and, and encourages, um, other brilliant minds to do what they do best, you know, and cause he couldn't do it by himself, you know, and so teamwork and forming companies and businesses is really important to have that formula as far as, uh, I'm concerned, you know, so Usually yields the best result, so it's really great to hear that. Yeah, it definitely does. I think it's underrated. It's, I feel like in the creative industry, it is hugely underrated. That some people, and I had a friend of mine who was like this as well. She was an illustrator, and she basically after her for a couple of years, she kind of worked out and had this, this gut feeling that she was more of a person who was better at getting together teams of people. And instead of drawing, she kind of gave up on that and started doing that, started you know managing projects, basically producing them, but. Yeah, it's so underrated. It's such a it's such a big skill. It's so overlooked because you know, I'm sure you don't push out these fancy things with lines and you know and paint and such. But at the same time, I think it's in a way, um, you know, just like someone has an eye for drawing, you know, a nice flower. Someone you know can have an eye for getting together the right people for the right job. Absolutely, giving them most of the right environment to do it. And, and it's also really good. Like it's I, fun. Yeah, yeah. I it's fun. fun. It's fun. <laughs> totally. You know, like even I think the good thing about Andrew and I is that we both respect each other as well. Like I, That's after key. this little time with Andrew, I'm just like, fuck yeah, like you're really good at what you do. And I watch his work and it's really interesting and I learn a lot. And that also makes me want to be better at my job and be a better better yeah. artist and you know like I think that's quite good that we both have mutual respect so mm. it's almost not not a competition but I kind of it makes me want to compete to be better you know like, I want to do that just as well as you, just, or, yeah, you know? healthy competitiveness yeah and it's quite I think that's really good and you know like I think mm. um, how you were talking about community and stuff before um, a lot of the time when you're working as a freelancer or an artist or a creative it's really easy for you to kind of get caught up in yourself and you know, you're sitting at a desk by yourself in the dark all day and you don't really get to talk to everyone and you don't really get to kind of get out of your headspace. So I'm always really pro kind of bringing everyone together and, you know, like if we all work together and we all talk together and we all do things together, we're ultimately going to be better in the long run, you know. That's a great way of looking at it too. Respect is a very key thing also, I think, as far as an equation of success when you're working with somebody else is having that. And if you don't have it, it's going to come out eventually. 
Um, and whether you have it in your own self, whether you respect yourself or not. So it's like, you have to be a very balanced human being, I think in in order to, uh, even approach the concept of having a team and working with the team. One of the things that I learned from directing and doing these kind of things is, um, I, when I was younger, I had this whole idea that directors were these people that did all everything. And the more I studied and the more I do directing, I realize it's more or less, you're just a, a communicator and an enabler. You're, you're trying to enable people and you're commuting, communicating. That's all it is really. And it's not as glorifying as, as I thought it would be because it's kind of like you're a visionary obviously, but at the same time, it's kind of this whole role management kind of like contractor, you know? And so when yeah. it, the idea of building that out and building teams and working and collaborating, I think the respect is a really key thing, like you guys mentioned. So it sounds like you guys have, from my my own perspective, of, as far as like working with teams, have a really cool, um, good understanding too, as far as like the proper ingredients it takes to run a, a coll- collaborative um, partnership, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I think we still, we are definitely learning a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, still figuring it out. Both of us did work like 10 years by ourselves, but at the same time, yeah, at, at this point of our careers, I think, yeah, like you said, respect for ourselves, for each other, the industry in itself, the people in it, how it works. Just, I think all of that, especially after all these years doing it, we just got full clarity on all of it. And we just find that yeah. uh, it's just a different mindset. We've I mean, like I said, lots of angles, yeah, so. a few years ago, I don't know if I wouldn't be in the right place to do it, but I feel like now it's, I, I shouldn't or wouldn't be anywhere else. So. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. No, it sounds really good. You guys are in that good honeymoon stage too, which is great to hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're like, dude, we got <laughs> audited. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's really good though. And I, I think it's important to recognize that too. Um, and recognize the, the joy and the fun of that and never let that go. You know, um, I always, every, every time I, um, approach these kind of essence or feelings or I'm um, trying to capture those things. I always think of one of my favorite movies. Um, and I don't know why I can't think of it. I was uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind where you know, going through different emotions and how a, a relationship or a partnership has those different dynamics. And each one's a different chapter that re- represents a different um, sensation and trying to capture that and, and keep it in a bottle almost, or trying to forget about certain sections and stuff and the irony of it, you know, and how simple we are yet how dynamic and complex we are as, as creatures, you know, it's always pretty interesting. So, but that's awesome. And then the studio. So you guys, when you guys made Una, it's like you guys were just, you had been in communication together or, um, just knew one another or like kind of approached one another from like, where was the starting, the catalyst of all this? randomly one day Andrew sent me an email <laughs> well because no, no. Well, you guys were communicating back with when you were trying to reach out to him to, to work at yeah, the yeah. agency when I moved to Melbourne we met up and it wasn't even anything about that it was just more because we, you know, we're both from New Zealand there's not 10 million <laughs> illustrators there there's not even, there's not even it's kind 4 of million like people five. so <laughs> <laughs> yeah good point um, it's definitely not hard to find on the show. And we, we both, I think we both knew each other from a distance. We never really had spoken out. I don't know. I think, like, always, like I said, I always respect Kelly's work. I think we took for a ways. drink one day. We for a drink. We were just talking about I, I don't know why Ryan had to go home. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to escape. This is real. <laughs> just, <laughs> I felt well, really bad. Still didn't want to be friends there. Um, <laughs> and then we didn't really catch up for a while after that. No. Nah. And then um, one day, Andrew just sent me an email, just totally out of the blue, or out of the blue for me. And he was like, hey, I'm. Um, 
kind of thinking of doing something. I don't really know what I want to do, but I think that I want to do it with you. It was, it was, bad, it was a really bad email. Awesome email. I remember it exactly. It said nothing. It said, didn't say it hi. Like it, said, it said like, what is your, what is your business flow or something? Yeah. It was like typical. I always speak it's like two things. Really silly and made up words, and it was one of those stupid ones that no one would really understand. I don't think she even understood. I was like, really. okay, cool. Um, what do you mean? <laughs> and so we just kind of met up um, after that, and Andrew was like, yeah. I don't want to maybe do a fashion brand or an agency or something. Like, what are you doing? What do you want to do? And we just kind of broke down and massive yeah. everything and went from that. And the most, this is definitely, I'm pretty sure, relate to a lot of people who are listening to this, but. We actually just wanted to do everything. Like, this, <laughs> this, this, this is the thing. Like, we, I feel like when you're at the point when you've done, you know, you, well, I hope we don't go work by now, but you kind of, you just want to do, just want to make stuff on every medium, for every scale. And just, once you get together with someone else, especially sharing ideas, you're like, yeah, I can do this, we can do that. And it just, it, it, you didn't get real excited. Pretty much. And I think we originally started, we were talking because we both love fashion, we love clothes and that sort of stuff. And that's originally where we based around. But I think we we realized that we just really would love to cross so many mediums, so many platforms of, of things. And we, I guess we kind of thought in a way also what we had, what skills we had and how we could build something which was, was based around our existing skills and what we had, but also venture into these things that we wanted to do. And lend it. Yeah, at a later date. So it's yeah, it's much like an evolving, you know. We've got situation, like we we call it the Ownerverse. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. You know, That's... like owner is the base at the moment, and there are <laughs> moment, and then there are things that we want to expand into. No, yeah. I remember you talking, Andrew, about wanting to do a clothing line. I think the last yeah. time we spoke. Yeah. I don't want to it feels like it's something you wanted to do. I think, right. I think it'll happen. It'll, it'll happen. happen. Yeah. Well, it's good. I mean, I guess it's important, as you say, to kind of keep that kind of that lust of and desire to kind of create and, and just chase whatever you're most interested in. Cause, uh, obviously you're going to get the best out of yourself if you're just being enter- entertained by your own curiosity. Right. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, like we work, I've worked with lots of fashion brands and done textile prints of fashion brands and used to work as a photographer doing fashion shoots. And sure. there's lots of different things that kind of feed into it. And, you know, like when you work with other people and people are asking you to do stuff with them, it's like, I can do it for you. And it's like, why don't I just do it for myself? Mm-hmm. Sure. You know? We could just do it our own way sometimes. Yeah. Uh-oh, you're having those super thoughts. That's a super thought. <laughs> those are those dangerous thoughts that get you uh, yeah, into trouble, but also into great great experiences because that's, that's really the threshold. I think when you go from working for people then to working for yourself, you already mentioned obviously being a successful freelancer, but then also starting your own companies and building that. It's just, you know, what's next? You know, what can get me excited? What gets me up today? You know, like what gets me going and keeps me entertained you know so um but yeah that's but also with those is always like that great responsibility you know so yeah. responsibility trends we're like we want to do these things but we want to do them properly if we do them we don't want to just like do a crappy little if we say if we're talking about a fashion brand we don't just want to do like a five-piece collection and have it in our garage and not tell anyone about it. You know, like if, we, <laughs> if we're going to do something, we want to have the money aside or we want to have investors and we want to get it all right and do it well from the start and, you know, like we're not mucking around anymore. 
That's great. So, like, I think that, you know, like starting the company and starting owner was just like, right, it's legit, you know? <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's a ton of legwork too. Probably a lot of stuff that, I mean, every time that I had to do um, more business stuff, and I'm so lucky my wife is really amazing at um, those that aspect of the job. So I'm able to focus on the, the finger painting aspect. You know, that's what my, my friends call it. They make fun of me. <laughs> it's, it's pretty true though. It's basically finger painting. So, <laughs> but it's important to do that. And I think that's probably, you know, like that defines, I think the people that want to really do it and what, and people that can't handle it is just that first push to make the company actually legitimate and legal and all that stuff, which is a total pain in the butt. But yeah, yeah, you have to have accountants and possible lawyers and just things that, you know, you'd rather not take up her time, especially for artists. I mean, generally, I'm just speaking for myself, but we would, I would personally rather just be sitting there taking around with my imagination and like coming up with weird stuff and not trying to be pushed down by reality. I like, I'm, I'm best when I'm about three miles above earth looking down, you know, so (laughs) in the atmosphere is looking ahead. So yeah. Not checking your bank account. <laughs> yeah, no, not checking the bank account, which is interesting. We should probably jump into like talking about clients and um, how, you know, how's it, how's it been for you guys as far as um, did you merge and, and put everything together and kind of like, well, I have this client here, I have that and put it as a pool and you don't have to go into detail, but um, also like, are you reaching out and, and are, do you guys have agents? I know Andrew, you mentioned, I think last time that you had an agent and um, I think it was something about that. You were talking a bit about having representation and stuff like that, which was kind of interesting. I know a lot of people really enjoyed hearing about that too, because it's kind of the logistics of becoming an artist and being represented and if it's worth, worth it or not. I personally don't have one. I've never had one. I just did it all myself, but um, everybody has their own situations, you know? So how are you guys going about attracting clients and are you using, utilizing like your previous ones and how's that going for you guys? Great. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. My questions like it's late. So my questions are super just all over the place. Uh, (laughs) And and, and, honestly, um, it's a mixture of everything we did before, plus some new stuff, plus new ideas. I think we we both have existing clients who naturally have always kind of followed us and you know have been ever so awesomely amazing to support us always. Shout out to them. Um, But beyond that, we yeah we've made a massive. I think one thing which kind of both realised and definitely all freelancers. Appreciate what I'm about to say. Nobody kind of reaches out to the people they want to work for. I think there's, there's a type of personality that comes with with that. Because kind of both saying, we're both a little bit shy and nervous to actually reach out and ask. We rode the wave for ages, and we're yeah. lucky enough that people contacted us. To yeah, people to get <laughs> yes. we were like we never actually contact anybody. We just yeah. I mean, we're, we're really lucky, I guess, in the sense that a lot of a lot of the clients didn't eventually find us via. The world. I don't. I don't know how. Probably by us doing good work and just seeing. But then, at the same time, now is one of our goals. Really, when we got together, we're like, we really want to, you know, t- look at our skills, look what we're passionate about, what we care about, work out who we want to work for, and and why we want to work for them. Like, kind happen. of, yeah, make more relationships based on on a brand which matches us as 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 our work, as who we are as people, and just what we care about. I think that was a big 
and it's a big focus for us now and it will be for the next couple of years. I'm just been making pitch files today, so <laughs> we are now actively, like whenever we don't have, if we're waiting for feedback or we're in between things, now all we're doing is putting together um, files and pitch things for clients that we want to work with and we're approaching them directly, which is we haven't really done before. So That's every cool. time we do one, every time we do one, it involves, and I read the last one and I'm like, it's kind of embarrassing. But <laughs> we're working through it and now we're just actively saying what do we want to do and how we're going to make it happen, which is fun. Yeah. Like we've got a dream That's, list. Really cool. It probably helps to be together, and you you know, together you guys would do that. Whereas, it's yeah. so true. It's yeah. so true. Because yeah. it's, exactly, it's, it's kind of that little bit of the push, the, the slight little push you need just to push into to send. You know, that's all it really is. And it feels like scary when you are writing it from the studio email. It's not like <laughs> it's not like it's coming. It's not like it's coming directly from me, Kelly Thompson, by myself. Sure. It's like it's from the studio. You're yeah. in, in the bureaucracy. Yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. We um, got together. We decided that everything from like start date onwards is running through Una now. So everything that we do, um, even if it's just a job that Andrew's working on, I'm not working on it. We're just running everything through the business now. So. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah, that was scary. Even though it's not really, well, it's not part of the question you asked, but that was probably, I think Kelly would agree, probably one of the biggest things for both of us in our lives. Because you just felt like letting go, right? Yeah, I mean, we were, you know, 17 years, we gave literally everything. I mean, I probably spoke last time, and Kelly, everyone who does this sort of stuff can speak of how how much you put into it to get where you are in this sort of yeah. industry, especially freelancing and anything you're passionate about. And I think after you put that time and letting go of it, you know, it's not. It's no longer like just was, Andrew Archer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Una Studio, and it's not even. Essentially, everything is. You know, it's all in for that, which is it's exciting, and it's probably the best. It was probably one of the best things that we both needed at this stage of our lives, but. At the same time, it was pretty scary. Yes. Yeah, I could see that too. I would have a real hard time doing that personally um, just because <laughs> of the development. So I really applaud that because it's kind of you're taking an ego check almost and realizing that you're going to be better by developing yourself past this, you know, and, yes. and seeing that um, that it would be better for you to have some, another piece of the <laughs> equation, basically, which is your partnership, which is really cool. But yeah, that's yeah, yeah I applaud that because that's pretty impressive too and also sharing it and building it together so because it can be really challenging you know like um a lot of egos in the way and you know but i think by doing it like that a very pure sense i think it's just it's more wholesome i think you're probably going to run into less issues maybe you know at least it's i would like, think so yeah yeah it's a good challenge as well once once you get a eventual thing it's a good challenge i think the hardest thing was when we both decided to shut down our individual websites yeah it was like yeah. <laughs> I it was, you, it was <laughs> like yeah. your, your romantic music as you wave it off into the distance. Well, kind of thing, you know? it was, it was like a, they essentially our portfolios were our children for the last like 10 years and yeah. we did everything to make them what they were. Yeah, because so. they cut a lot of our work too. Like when we did yeah. the Erna website, it's a very small edit of our work. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Yeah. So quite, it's like less, way less yeah. of the work that we used to well, have. Probably like a 10. Five percent of the work we've done in our careers, but, kind of but I feel like it's, it's definitely better work. And like you're asking as well with um, like what we've been working on with agents and such. To answer that, we do. I was with David Al before, who I think I spoke about last time a lot about how awesome they are. Shout out to them as well. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, we still got them, and they yeah. We we spoke to them about what we were doing, and it's it's actually more of a common theme these days with 
with people coming together and forming studios and, and you know, recognizing skill sets which could go well together. I think just the landscape of agencies and especially how they're going and clients realizing they don't need to go to big, always through agencies guy. and they, you know, they can find well-matched groups of people who I love that. the same sort of stuff. And I feel like that's definitely the land. And I love it as well. So much. Yeah, I, I, feel like, well, I feel like it's, it's about time that something like that kind of happened. And, and it's not just about going to the big guys to get yeah. better work. Like they don't necessarily yeah. have better ideas, you know? But I feel like it's, it's really good that the companies themselves as well of, of all scales, but also the bigger ones as well. Also, uh, you know, aware and adapting to it. I mean, like Nike over the years, is, they, they definitely have shortcut a lot of people, which is amazing. It's so great that you can work on with a scale of projects with people like that with, with brands and not have to, you know, not that saying agencies are terrible. I mean, I love them for their own right. They serve a purpose, but at the same time, I feel like they definitely serve, or they, they do some things which they don't really need to be involved. And I think sometimes they get results which are just a bit more direct and, and pure when you work with smaller groups. But at the same time, each project, yeah everything is so different it's hard to really put your finger on it but i think what you're talking about makes a lot of sense and i totally agree because i think it's really important and it's really um, a unique sign of today's age is that when um, big companies are reaching out to smaller people or people individually and getting great work out of people by just alleviating the middleman you know i i'm 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 a big uh advocate for just small teams very smart covert kind of ops kind of style and just working really (laughs) smart um i'd rather not throw people at a problem i'd rather just focus on the problem solve it in a very clever way with as small and least amount as possible that probably comes from my super poor upbringing so as a poor ass kid growing up (laughs) being super resourceful um sometimes that gets in the way though and you know like anything there's always a downside to it whether you can see it or not but from that side i think the downfall is that for me personally, working on such in, on much such small things, I think in a small way almost, you know, and I almost deflate my balloon before I can even like take flight sometimes, you know. So <laughs> it, there's there's also like a you know a, a tug and pull, but it's cool to hear that people, um, as far as clients and people that are paying, and if you guys aren't working on something, you guys are working on pitching and developing and building and, and conceiving and thinking about stuff. So. I think that's really important so which is really great and, and connecting yourselves to other people are you guys thinking about possibly expanding having more people on and are you guys considering doing like motion projects many of that kind of stuff coming down the pipeline and like what's going on with that definitely we definitely will be expanding at the moment we just did a bit of a shout out the other day for freelancers just so we can see who's out there and what people are doing and um, because awesome. we really awesome. want to be able to if we're pitching ideas to clients we don't necessarily want to we're restricted by what we can do personally. We want to say, this is the idea, yeah. and then we have these people who can make this idea happen. So yeah. um, we're definitely looking at who else is around and who has, um, like, people around who have different things to offer that we can't necessarily do or well, just really can, cool stuff. Well, they can that, just do better. Yeah. You know? so someone better. can draw yeah. if a, someone's an awesome a Pokemon better than we can. Like, <laughs> they, they should be calling <laughs> If you hear this, call us now. Yes, if you're a Pokemon extraordinaire, call them up. So many Pokemon. Just a bunch of Pokemon drawings sent over. (laughs) So, yeah, we're definitely wanting to engage people who can do really cool stuff and can do it at a certain level that, you know, um, so that we can just do really cool work and push it, you know. And as, yeah, just ask them some animation stuff, I think. Because we've, we've been we've, doing animation projects. Well, we worked on a, yeah, a 60 second 
TBC, like a fully animated one about three months ago. We didn't do the animation, but we did stylistically pretty much all of the starboards and direction and such, which, I mean, I've, I've worked on a few of them before and extremely in touch with how it is. But at the same time, we'd really like to get into the, you know, working. Love animation. Yeah, we love, it's one of the things we're real passionate about, but, but like we just said, you know, finding, finding and building good relationships with people that you want to be making them with and also per job basis, just finding the right people. But it's definitely something we have been doing a lot more of and will be doing a lot more of. That, among other things, I mean, I think, yeah, the more the more people you can find and the more you know we talk about what we can do you realize that essentially you can't do anything it's just about you know, approaching the right way following the right people yeah I think not not trying to do everything yourself and realizing you know other people out there who are really good at things is is really what it's about for us at the moment well that um, i am fearless piece that you're talking about um on on yes. if you're listening it's on their website it's really beautiful some incredible animation work too and it really encapsulates the um, illustrative qualities um, that you bring within your work, and it's really, it's really great to see that moving. Like the last time I've seen something like this that really got me excited was, um, what's that piece, Andrew? I think it's from Buck. It was like Goodreads. The, the Goodreads, yeah. That thing was so sick. That piece is so nasty. I remember it came out. I was like, "What the fuck, man? Fuck my life! Like, why didn't I work on this? I want to work on this. <laughs> so rad." But the, yeah, the, whoever animated who was who animated this? It was twenty one nineteen. So it's like a production studio in uh, Melbourne. Oh, they did a great job. It's really beautiful. Yeah, it was extremely fast. They wrote a really fast job, but it ended up being really good. I think at the time, it's yeah, classic example when we were working. I absolutely kind of working. I I don't know if Kelly hated it that much, but I hated. I hated. She kept telling me that look, and I was just like, are you sure? Are you seriously sure? So those things are just working long you days. You just stare at it for too long and you can't sure. tell. Yeah. That's Every how time. a lot of those projects are, though. Just probably good, again, to have a partner in there to help keep you grounded when you're too focused on the nitty-gritty details and stuff. So Totally. totally. It was a yeah, blur the entire job. <laughs> I was just every night and just, just like black, black watercolor. <laughs> <laughs> well, the style frames are exquisite. They're just phenomenal, beautiful. Yeah. Just yeah. Great, yeah. great sense of motion, um, great sense of balance and dynamics and energy. Uh, yeah, it's really great. I can't wait to see more of this stuff because it's incredibly inspiring. I want to see like for some reason when I look at it on the YouTube link, it, the quality is really bad. I'd love to see like a Vimeo like super crisp version of it. That'd be awesome because yeah, this is like to get the good quality online. Yeah, I think we do. Everything no, it's beautiful though. Really great. Uh, that's I, every time I would see your work, I would always think to myself, "Man, I want to see this move because it." Um, I think we talked a bit about it in the last conversation we had on your episode. Is um, there the thing that you? I think, for my perspective, that you do for me as far as a fan of your work is you leave out just the right amount to let my brain fill in the blanks, and then I feel involved. It's kind of an interesting thing about the way that you compose images. You let just enough to let my mind kind of finish the puzzle. And then it becomes this uh, um, kind of this experience that I feel like I'm a part of. You know, I didn't do anything. I just looked at it. But it's kind of this interesting um, if you I think it's a very uh, keen thing to to pay attention to for those that are listening that are 
um, interested in doing an, uh, illustration. And it's like, it's very important. I think to um, sometimes leave certain things out. You get so much more out of it as I'm sure you both know, cause you both do it. So um, yeah, really cool. It's completely true. I think I remember this a couple of, about a month ago that I worked on where there was this, this scene of this guy chasing this girl through like this long grass. And Kelly was the one who mentioned me just saying like, it looks, cause we originally had the girl looking like seeing the back of her head running away and you couldn't see her face. All you could see was her hair like in the wind. But then the client asked to turn, turn their head around but they're looking back and straight away that the one little thing of just turning around someone here takes away the complete dynamic of the mystery and, and it almost takes away like if you leave the narrative open by not knowing who it is or why they're running or any expression it leaves so much to be made for the person who's viewing it well, rather the person than, viewing it can put yeah. themselves into that picture, exactly. you know? they won't relate that yeah. person to anyone that they know or relate it to themselves they can kind of make their own story for it which yeah. I think is really beautiful absolutely just, it becomes an involving thing I always bring up one of my favorite movies people will be like oh my god stop talking about it but Alien for example it's like <laughs> the way that Ridley lit the skit, the sets and stuff and him and his DP, they hid so much and it made the the film that much more scary because you couldn't tell what the fuck was in the dark and it made <laughs> your imagination go wild because you were making the monster in your head and um, it's a total psychological trick and a lot of really great visual artists and people in general understand that the limitations by pulling back, by not giving you everything allows you to um, use your own imagination. I think that's really this, the beauty of it. You know, I think um, anytime that I see something that I really, uh, I try to dissect it. Why do I love this so much? And what's happening here in order to design it and my, and take those ingredients and apply it to my own work. I think that's one really key thing is leaving out some things sometimes, like you said, taking the face off or um, not having the, 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 the writing the whole story basically allows people to put themselves in the situation, which is actually much better, much more uh, involving, you know? So yeah, something interesting, the cool thing. Both ways as well. Not only with the, the story, the narrative itself, but sometimes just removing stuff just looks better. People say like, you know, why, why is, you know, why did you put it there? What, like everyone has their own reasons what they're going to put it, what they're going to take out. But half the time it's just actually because it looks better. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a, it's, I can't remember. Actually David Downton is amazing at yeah, that. I found yes. that when I originally, like Kelly loves fashion, so I definitely would know what I'm talking about with him. He, he's just, extremely amazing at um just just the right amount of lines just the right amount of lighting in certain places to make you know to, oh, to yeah. make, it's amazing yeah, his work is amazing i um I've, I've seen pieces but i never knew who it was i love that feeling like oh wow like i've been <laughs> admiring this person for so long yeah, yeah. pretty pretty exquisite work um yeah, just the right amount of information um, to yeah. tell you that it's like that one brushstroke. It's a very honest and, and straight up brushstroke, but it's just so perfect. Uh, I, I feel like that's always the sign of a, of a master artist um, in my perspective because they have the confidence and yet they have the restraint to show you just the right amount just to get you involved. And then especially with because um, it looks like he draws and paints a lot of women in fashion. Like, um, I don't know what it's like to be a woman, obviously, but I would be putting myself in these situations and thinking, you know, projecting myself within these images and like, they almost make them more beautiful, more illustrative and kind of like have the narrative feeds itself, you know, which is totally a psychological thing, you know? So 
Also, if you want to bump your Instagram up like a million, just draw a bunch of women because it's like I, there's <laughs> if you have drawings of girls on there, I mean, this is like like skyrocketing. Trust me, I've already found that out. Yeah, it just <laughs> it's a truth. It's truth, but yeah, it's it's, it's some, a lot more women on my Instagram, but then I deleted them all. Oh no, don't do that. You gotta leave yeah, them. Instagram did. Oh, Instagram did? Oh, because you had boobs and stuff? Censoring everything. Oh, yeah. You got to put like stars and stuff because you got the boobs. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, the spicy boobs make people uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, get over it, people. Sheesh. Basically, just a dot with a little bit of pink stuff around it. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, Instagram. Yeah, I've had issues too. I got some stuff deleted. I was just posting at porno though, so I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew told me to do it. Andrew Harlick, not (laughs) Hardrick. Post up this porn. (laughs) When you talked about um, selecting the work for your for your website, this is actually a really interesting thing because um, this is something that I talk a bit about. And and I want to talk about how you guys are representing yourself. Your website's obviously very clean, very clear. Um, The information's there. It's well-designed. It's where well put together. Um, Obviously you, you both know the power of, of creating and showing your work. Um, You'd mentioned that it was very hard or it was kind of a challenge to shut down your, your own personal things and come together. Um, how did you go about choosing the work that you were going to show together and did you guys make the website together and all that kind of cool details and stuff? So do tell. Choosing the work wasn't actually as hard as I thought it was going to be. Because when we put our work side by side, they, it actually com- they complemented each other really well. We so, didn't know that. Yeah, we didn't know that when we, we first started. This is the weirdest thing. Together. We knew each other's work, but... We never thought if they would match. Or yeah, we had quite a lot of well friends of people knew us who just also wondered kind of how it was going to work. Our friends started us yeah. hard. <laughs> they pretty much it was like it'll work, and they were just like, Are you but not we sure? weren't actually sure it was going to work. But then yeah, we we put together an original kind of rush to put a pitch together for something right when we we formed the company and we put our work into a PDF together and it was side by side, all on one page, about six or eight pieces. We were like, holy shit, it actually. Looks really good together. Completely different subjects. Yeah, you know? I think we both have we both have a similar passion for color and um, patterns, and then we also at the same time have quite delicate, soft line work. So somehow it all just kind of tied together relatively well. Yeah. I think it was hard. The hardest part was uh, getting rid of things that. Like for me, there are a lot of things that my fans really liked from the past that didn't necessarily match in with the the look that we were trying yeah. to create and didn't really match in with new stuff when we put it all together. So that was yeah. kind of the hardest thing. I think probably for me as well. Things like that. Definitely. Yeah. I think we both had personal... Like favourites that didn't yeah. really match anymore. Yeah. So that was the hardest part. But we basically just thought, okay, well, what are, what are we both went through and made a list of our strongest pieces and then we kind of arranged them side by side and kind of scattered them around a little bit and mm-hmm. then we just looked out for bits that, like pieces that kind of stood out in a bad way. And, um, and then we looked for gaps too. Yeah, and also I think we just thought about what we cared about, like what we yeah, like what who we, we want to work who for, want to work for, what we're passionate about. Like everything in there is essentially, and this I think I said this the last podcast when I was talking about my own work was working the importance of working and shaping your portfolio around what you love doing, like just doing you know making stuff you're passionate about 
showing stuff you want to be working on. You know, people often ask, like, watch a build portfolio around. It should be what you want to do. It should be what you care about. People can always see it. I think that's we definitely approach it that way with the not only what we're good at, but who we want to work for. That's the best way to do it, I think, though. People we want to work for, you know, we love working on this stuff and we care about it. And you can see it. I think I feel like our, our, our portfolio is not ma- it's not massive. I mean, I think the scale of the projects are pretty big, but at the same time, yeah, it's a, it's a small percentage of our work. But it's the work that we probably care about the most and the clients and yeah, our interests. Yeah, it's our favorite, it's most, our favorite so. stuff. And we both, like, when we weren't sure, I'd be like, Andrew, what do you think about this? And you'd be like, mm, no, nah, that's not your strongest piece. So we were both really honest with each other about yeah. what we thought was good and what we thought was bad. That's mm-hmm. rad. And it's really cool that you guys can both accept that from one another, the feedback and stuff, because it can be yeah. really challenging because you can take your art and it's hard to, it's like your children, like you mentioned um, jokingly, but it's kind of true. It's like you create these things and you look at them almost as if they are your children and you can be protective and your ego can get in the way. So it's really cool that you understand like to put that you know, catch, check your ego at the door, enter and just make the best that you can and understand that you don't know everything and that somebody might have a better suggestion for you and stuff, which is, like I said, it's also really great. You know, yeah. I think it's kind of funny, you know, like these days where we're all involved in social media and kind of everything about everything that you do is out there and it's kind of opposite, I guess, to kind of pull back and be like, we're not going to show you this anymore or mm. we're just going to have it in a folder, 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 folder. Folder. <laughs> yeah. Folder. You got it. <laughs> for ourselves, you know, like if not everyone needs to see every single thing that you've done. Sometimes it's nice to just pull it back and you know, just not overexpose yourself. Yeah. No, you said it perfectly too. Is is designing. Um, it's like self manifestation. Like you only want to show the work that you want to continue get to continually get. When I first started in the industry, all I focused my portfolio on was just work that I felt like it would be fun, passionate to do things that I wanted to focus on. And I always encourage people that are building their work and trying to show it to the world. If you want to be an artist, don't show that you do web design too, because I guarantee you somebody's going to pay you to do web design, you know, and and you're going to be like, fuck, I hate web design. And and you know, who's to blame you, you're the blame for that, you know? So, you know, like if you ever look, um, at your work that shows up on Google and it's like, oh, I wish I could put that up like <laughs> it's always the one at the top and you always hate it and it's just, <laughs> you can just clear it out and start again and be like uh, no, nope, not the Google. internet, the internet never forgets yeah, yeah. it's I'm always a sketchy thing when I was 14 but yeah you know it's just part of the equation but uh, that's one thing that um nobody really told me that and i think it's really important to hear it and it's great that you guys are enforcing that as well as is if you want to do something great or you want to do something special to you you want to direct a film or you want to write a book or whatever you got to put that out there because people can only buy what they can see it's like i always use the analogy of imagine going to a store and you were to go into a store and they were to say well, what do you want? And say, oh, I don't know. To, to sell, sell it to me. Like, oh, you want to, you want some cereal? Like, well, I guess. Like, well, what kind of cereal you want? It's like, no, I want to. I don't want to ask that question. I just want to go there. I want to grab my box of cereal and get the fuck out of here. And it's the same thing. It's like, but it's so funny that artists don't understand that, you know. Yeah. And, and I didn't understand no. it either, you know. So, it's kind of pathetic. <laughs> silly fuckers. We're such silly fuckers. And they are just like you guys. I noticed it mentioned that you've taught at Nintendo Masterclass, Kelly. What's that all about? 
Um, in 2012, I was an ambassador for the, the Nintendo 3D, uh, 3D, oh, I can't remember the name, 3D Excel, yeah, yeah. Um, 3DS Excel um, gamer. So they brought out a, um, a new game called um, The Art Academy, and they really wanted to try, instead of um, approaching it in the usual way where they would choose like a hardcore gamer to um, promote a game. But you're a hardcore gamer. <laughs> I see you playing solitaire all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to um, appeal to people um, on an art, like on an arts level, so they got me because a lot of my work is kind of traditional hand drawn stuff. So yeah. they, um, the game is based on real like uh, traditional processes. So they have like paintbrushes and you have paint palettes, and it looks like an art studio when you're playing it. Mm. Um, and so they got me to learn it. I had to do a few illustrations on it. And then they flew me to Sydney and we did a big masterclass on a boat in the harbour and I taught everyone how to use it, which is pretty cool. And That's then they awesome. did like a, um, an Australian um, competition where they people had to submit um, they, they had to submit their ideas about something and they chose, they chose the best 10 people and then they all flew them to Melbourne to do a, a masterclass with me. So cool. it was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I was just an ambassador for them for... I think it was a, it was like six months or something while they did all of that and yeah that's awesome. a little bit different it was kind of random for me because i had done a lot of fashion work and a lot of beauty work and then nintendo called and i was like what are you sure you got the right person <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's surprising how much that happens yeah but i think more and more now brands yeah. brands are really interested in smart they're smart. interested in your work and they're interested in you as a person as well you know like um well, it could just be like how you were interested in Andrew, you know, and it could just be the person that was there yeah. at that place that had cool sense or another thing like you guys' websites embedded with Pinterest and like people that are say working for, let's say Coca-Cola or something, but they love really cool music and they're really into art and they're part of the marketing team and they spend their time on Pinterest and like, wow, I have a lot of this art who makes this art and then boom, it's you. And then you read, they reach out to you and that's the beauty of the internet. You know, it's like the connectivity is ridiculous, you know? Yeah. I still freak out every day. I'm always like, Andrew, you have to make sure that you put the right things on the back of the files and you put them on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is that I feel like I am already lost in the internet. So I just can't even, I I can't tag stuff. (laughs) I'm the same. (laughs) This is so big. It's actually, I was going to say before, when you're saying about it's funny how people who want to do art build a, an extreme website and then get website work. We were the opposite when we made our website. And actually, you asked before about a website when we made it. We wanted it to be all about our work. Like, it's like, like you said, we did the opposite. We're like, we just want some website which holds our work well. And that's all. Mm, that's and all I think, was. like, setting up what you're doing to, to your strengths you know, is. There's no clutter. It's just work. It's just the work. Yeah, I think that's really important too. It's it's the same thing. Like a store analogy, you wouldn't want to go and buy cereal and then have a bunch of oil. People trying to sell you oil. Like fuck off! I don't want to. I don't want oil right now. I want to eat my cereal. So it's like, come on, you got to use it as if it's a, a a store scenario, you know, and treat it almost like you would yourself, you know. That really was like the epiphany that really made a lot more sense to me because I was like, well, I'm going to the grocery store. The experience is pretty chill. It's kind of a silly experience because I have to go and find the food and then I gather it, then I have to bag it up myself. I feel like somebody should be paying me to do it. But anyways, <laughs> it's a whole nother d- topic of debate. But, <laughs> but um, I, I knew, I know. Sorry, go ahead. 
As if, what are you trying to say about us? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We had just added the shop in like a week ago too, and that was kind of like, should yeah. we do that? Should we not? We kind of, but we had. That's awesome. Yeah. But we also want to eventually, you know, like how I was talking about the universe before, we kind of also want to build a little bit of an online community around, you know, creativity and things as well. So mm. there'll be things to come to our website at a later date, but for now we just needed a site that did its job and was like, hey, we're here, you know. Mm. That's awesome. Are you that's using, awesome. I think I have a store too and it's kind of similar, but um, there's that's another really great thing that's happening for artists in general is the websites and the templates and things that you're able to use. I think I'm using Web Cargo. I can't remember what it is. Not Web Cargo. What is it? I forgot. But the store yeah, is the store system is amazing. Yeah, Squarespace really good. Squarespace. Oh, so like you're using said. Squarespace? Yeah, Squarespace is awesome. Yeah. Their sponsor, what what? A little shout out. They're sponsor on their way. Yeah, they sponsored the podcast. How sick is that? Hey. That is supreme because is the right people. I feel like, Squarespace is, is amazing. I remember when I made my, my first website <laughs> and. I used to like manually mark up all the code every single time. And I think that's why I'm still lost on the internet is because of that memory of having to remake every page with individual code and just everything was terrible. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's easy. It's quick. It's spend your time making the work rather than making websites. I always want extra stuff that they don't have on templates. So I'm like, yeah. but I really want it to do this. I'm I like, feel like- <laughs> yeah. That's, that's that's yeah. always a downfall. And then you can kind of figure out how to customize it. And they're getting better at that too. We can basically, Andrew, we can just basically take this part and use that as the intro for the podcast <laughs> sponsorship. <Yeah. laughs> no, seriously, it's like it's um I only um we only support companies and things that we use because it's just why why do anything else? You know, it'd be dumb. So um but Squarespace is actually the website we use to um promote the website for the podcast actually too. And um it's just a really it's really awesome but i like you're saying it's it's great to have these resources because then you can just spend it spend time working on other things and building yourself up and because i remember i mean i've been around when the internet started that's how old i am i mean fucking dinosaurs are out freaking the ice ice this is crazy (laughs) i'm old as shit and when the internet first came out it was a bitch to make a website it was like all you had was deviant art and something and you had to fight against all the dragon ball z art and stuff it was ridiculous so that's still going on it is oh dude that's the it's like i think half of the internet space is dragon ball z drawings from deviant art so (laughs) that and dick pics probably yeah and then like yeah, my space is right. Yeah. <laughs> How was it speaking at semi permanent, Kelly? Was it was a cool experience? I love speaking at semi permanent. Yeah, um, I've spoken there. I think I've spoken there about five times now, um, and I've spoken at like events on the side, like curvy and things as well. So it's just really good. Like I remember going to semi permanent when I was in um, university and seeing these people who were doing amazing things on stage and just thinking how just being so inspired but also feeling like it was also unachievable you know like they seemed like they were up there and I was at school and they seemed like they were on a totally different planet to me um but and so like when they first invited me to come and speak um myself it was a really nice feeling like I'd come you know like come full circles when I'd kind of I'd become one of those people and that was a really nice um realization for me that I was now one of those speakers and I think it's just really nice to just be honest and give back to 
like the other the other students and the other people who are in the audience who are kind of wanting to do all these great things and don't really know how it is. So it's nice to just be like, hey, this is what I do. This is how I do it. I always like to be really honest when I speak at Semi Permanent and be like, this is the shitty stuff. Hell yeah. And this is the good stuff. It's not all amazing and we don't just, everything doesn't just magically come together. So people yeah. love that. Just, yeah, yeah, it's just cool to be there. And you know, you also get to meet some really cool speakers from around the world. So. I always love being involved. It demystifies by doing that and being honest too. You guys should have a podcast of your own. I think that'd be really good. I think that'd be cool, you know? (laughs) I think that'd be really cool for you guys. You know, you guys have a great dynamic duo thing going on, having people on and kind of demystifying things. And um, because that's kind of what we're doing here. It's like encouraging the people that might not necessarily have the resources or be in the location that's prime for it or have the support from family or people in general. And they can utilize this as a resource to get themselves to the next level. Because I, as an artist know that I am um, motivated by other people creating and I can't, I can't work in a, in a vacuum. I, I get really inspired when I see somebody doing something amazing. It just pushes me, you know, and you have to encourage that. If you want to be great, you have to encourage those around you to be great, you know? And sometimes I think people they gets in the way of people's egos too they want to be the best and they want to like destroy everybody or something else too so yeah. <laughs> and I also you know like when you know, like I always think that art directors were like I don't know 57 year old men who wore grey suits and lived in big <laughs> stuff and I think it's really nice it's really nice to kind of break down those ideas of what people think certain people are like you know sure. Um, sure. you know like getting to meet um, getting to meet the the editors of like Wired magazine and really cool um, design companies. And like I met like Kate Jones one year, who was like the photographer who does all the winking photos on the cover of ID magazine and stuff. And, you know, meeting these people and then just realizing that they're exactly the same as you. And yes. they say dumb stuff and they've got funny jokes and they'll go have a beer with you. And, you know, just bringing everyone down to yeah. the same level is really nice. It's, it's easy to get caught in that because when you see, um, I was using this analogy and, and one of my friends, he always mentioned this too, is it's easy to see it when um, you just go on somebody's website and you c- consume 10 years of their life and their career yeah. in yeah. 30 seconds, maybe if 60 seconds, if you're sitting there for long enough. Um, and it's easy to go like, fuck, like how'd they do that? Because you just experienced 10 years and 90 seconds and stuff. That's kind of that's kind of like a, a crazy thing. Also, um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the movie Rocky. Um, my friend Anthony Jones brings this up quite a bit. His, his favorite part of that film is the part where he's training and he's running up the stairs and all that stuff. And then they just cut to the next scene, but they miss out the six or eight months it took for him to do that repetition over and over. And I think by demystifying things people realize that well shit it takes a lot of hard work it takes all these ingredients to make it happen you can't really explain that to anybody and they just have to do it and they have to have it within themselves to propel themselves to get to that level you know and to carry that weight because it's a lot of weight you know so yeah it's it's like you said it's completely undescribable and sometimes people ask both even our, our individual careers before this like how so we get there, like you, you can kind of explain it, but then all the variables and things that happened and how things happened, it's just, there's no, if there was a plan, I would have printed the plan and I would have put it on <laughs> <So> Squarespace. <good>. <laughs> 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 yeah. there's, there's definitely no plan. I think it, 
And it's, it's much like... And it's just time, you know? Like, it's time and a lot of hard just work. work. You know? It really like, is just, just hard work. Like, you know, a lot of, lots of people say to me, oh, you're so lucky, and it's like, I'm yeah, not yeah, lucky. I hate I just, that. Like, I hate stop. that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're so talented <laughs> as well. I mean, like, I think talent is true, but at the same time, I reckon... Also, Drew, like, for 100,000 yeah. hours, you know? Yeah. Yeah. People That's always right. say, you know, how do you become an illustrator? I'm like, draw every single day for 10 years. And yeah. then you you know so it doesn't even more than that yeah yeah just to be patient and work hard it's a real it's a real real big uh, epidemic of the mind i think nowadays though that people i think it's because of everything's so fast and the internet so fast information so fast that it's kind of a a shocker when people find out like oh wow i have to work for this i have to work that hard for this it's like no fucking shit you do because like that's how you make good work and the only way to make great work is to push so hard beyond the other person you know and that's what i'm saying like it's good to encourage other people because you never know your inspiration is going to come from it could come from some like some of the most random shit hits like some kid in in russia is just slaying it he's like 17 and he's just killing it with all these visuals i'm like what the fuck and it, and it inspires me and i go like man what i hope i can do something to inspire him you know or her back and forth and we can have this awesome exchange of just being inspired and pushing one another you know so i think that's really key and that's a really good it's a really important thing what's the average day like for you guys and like how are you balancing your work-life balance because i know that's a really um, a challenging thing to do um, as far as running a business and also doing art because art can be black hole of time sucking madness so how do you guys balance, balance that so far it's actually been really interesting because a lot of the pro- projects that we've been working on like we've done some really big ones recently we're just like oh man we're going to be slammed we're going to be up until after midnight it's going to be really hard but we found that because we can split tasks we're getting through things a lot faster than we anticipated so so far our work-life balance is not too bad. We're kind of working normal hours and going home at reasonable times, and it's fine. Mm. Um, like before in my well, my whole life, <laughs> being an illustrator, there has not been much balance. It's all been work and not much life. But um, so, so far, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. I think we're being pretty like we're. Do you guys have like a stringent rule, like okay, it's time to clock out, or do you guys have anything like an enforced kind of regulation, a pattern, a habit? Yeah. Kind of just like when it's done or when we feel like we're just mucking around, then we'll just go. And then like we always work a full proper work day. We're yeah. in it we're in it like this is absolutely nothing. This, over, yeah, we're in it always in it like busy. We're busy. Nine, busy, so we're busy. You know, so. I think the other good the one of the better things about it too is we definitely Kelly and I along with I think there's a whole breed of people, but they're all cut from the same cloth and being that they if you respect that someone's going to put in the same work that you put in and you just understand that and you know that, like, you don't really, you know, make whiteboards of, of you know, how many hours or whatever. We both, yeah. we both are all in for what we're doing. And so there's never really a question. We just, you know, work until we need to, really. I mean, we haven't, you know, we try, like Kelly said, we tried to flood ourselves with a lot of, we took on, around that time that Libra I Am Fearless job was on we took on the Bloomberg job at the same time yeah the, recently when I was at that big Bloomberg um, magazine one which had it's got like 11 pieces in it like really big ones like we took that all at the same time we thought we were gonna Die. Even, <laughs> even our agents here thought that we were going to yeah, die. Yeah, agents, agents. They were like, "I'm sure we can do it." They're like, "Yes, we can do this. Yeah, Come on!" Yeah. As well as a few other editorial things and all that stuff in between. And but we were absolutely fine. We found that like you know, we you, just you split the tasks. You get them right. You know, you work on your strengths. You work on what you're quicker at. And surprisingly, it was it's definitely 
So consuming, we've done it for quite a lot of years now. It was a new learning experience, realizing how much we can do and how much more we can actually do. So yeah. that's one of our goals at the moment, actually, is to take on too much so we can get some stuff. Do it again. <laughs> we're pretty much it sounds funny, but we're going to do that again and pretty much accept everything because we we are quite selective on what we like, what we're working on, and um, you know, obviously you got to weigh up which jobs are worth you know, it, are and, worth it and which ones. you know whether you're going to get it back in money or on, and. and Enjoy. Enjoy or whatever. So, but definitely a learning curve, like a brand new learning curve for both of us with, you know, understanding how much a team can get done and, you know, how to best manage that. And it's obviously so different from when you work for yourself. And you understand you. every, you, you understand your own restraints and time, but, you know, yeah, it is, you don't have anyone to fall back on or anyone to. We're kind of at the point now that we want to take on as much as possible so that we can afford to and justify employing somebody else so we're, we're making ourselves busy and we're mm. pushing ourselves and so far so it's pretty good that's like, awesome it's like, we always yeah. you know like the good thing about two of us is that while i'm coloring in something andrew can be starting the next sketch or he can be doing someone something on social media or vice versa or dancing and getting making a new playlist you know important things like that how do you guys um, stay organized do you guys have like an organization kind of platform i use Basecamp quite a bit um, one of our agents awesome uh, we're just we're asana uh, we've been using asana and andrew harlick's got us on asana for this thing we're building what are you working on now what is it now andrew it's like super trumpies or something diggy dogs trello yeah diggy dogs we use diggy dogs.com <laughs> now we gotta go make that domain we did uh, don't yeah just get it right now diggy dogs <laughs> it'll be the most amazing uh organization platform but you yeah. have to use it called diggy dogs <laughs> um really quick i wanted to jump back to the bloomberg project that you guys did because that was a really interesting one where you mixed photography and illustration and it's like such a unique style and i didn't even really catch on to it until i looked at it a couple times and realized like what was actually going on Everyone thought I drew the shoes. I was like, that's a photo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take it as a compliment, but I didn't uh, do that. <laughs> that project was, it's, it's actually funny because we talked about that one at the time and. Libra. Oh, yeah, as we did Libra. And now it was originally, I think, the job they approached me to do it, but I kind of said, like, well, I'm busy on this other TV thing as well. We can't do it at the same time. But Kelly and I now are studio, so can we do it together? And then a bit of hmm and hiring, and they said yes. And. It's been, it was good. It was the it. most awesome job, the most unique style. And they were a good client. You know, think there's photography in there. Like, this is a completely new thing. Like, Kelly's, we'd never ever tried any of this. We never tried, like, on the, on the like, off, offset kind of paper stuff with Kelly's line work. Um, and the soft pencil, pencil touch, and then, like, you know, all my pen. We never tried it. So we kind of just did it, and we said to them, like, you know, we trust us. And... It's a big experiment, but it paid off, okay. And, yeah, and the trust given to us by Bloomberg to do, you know, an 11-page editorial, like, that's a really big... And a style that they hadn't seen before. We're just it's like, so we can do this. It's going to be cool. Just trust us. And they're like, okay. Did you yeah. just do a test illustration to pitch the idea and then they, they signed on? <laughs> but... We went no? <laughs> well, we actually went straight. But at the same time, like... We just made it up all the way. Remember the first one? Like, uh, I... <laughs> This is, <laughs> yeah, you don't see the first one. This is the thing you, you don't hear on podcasts, but I'll, I'll the give first it, one's pretty funny. I'll give the people what they want this time. The first one, I was working on trying to do it. Like we, we thought it was really good, and we were working. I think it's, there's an airing one in there with the side of a girl's head, 
With and Kelly had drawn the face and the eyes, which looked amazing. And then obviously it was my time to shine and classically <laughs> me, I started drawing on it and I thought it looked amazing. And then I came in the next day in the morning and I opened it and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know what was going on with my life. Like, I, you had a bad day that day. <laughs> I, but then I had another bad day again. I tried to do it again and I messed it up again. And I was like, shit, man, this is, the, we got to live, we got to live in illustrations to do it. But, and you did another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's the perfect example, though. Like we are saying before about hard work and persistence, that's exactly it. Like some days it's shit, but you got to trust in your skills, come back to it, do it again. Okay, anyway, anyway, third time I got it right. But then after that one, we pretty much smooth sail through them. So that's, it, that's actually a sign that you've pushed yourself beyond what you are normally doing. And that's a good sign because you're not supposed to succeed every time, especially when you're trying to approach on something new, combining styles, combining something new. And so yeah. by doing that, it's actually showing that that's what it's, you're distilling the myth that you have to just continue pushing, you know, and if you don't, it's like, you're going to give up on yourself. You know, I've had those moments so many times in my career. I just, I, I want to quit so badly. And the only thing that's keeping me from it is the expectation on the person on the other line, you know? So yeah, I've almost given up illustration a few times. Just so, been like, uh, I hate it. I'm out. I'm going to go work. Somewhere I reckon else I pretty different. much give up your real illustration. I'm going to go be a gardener. <laughs> There's so, so many things. And Kelly's heard me. I'm, I get pretty emotional about it. I, I like, I don't break down, but I'm pretty emo about illustration because I care about it so much. You know, like it's good. It's like, cool it, shows. It's a, yeah. On that website, the, the everything, everything cover thing, which <laughs> I did a lot of it and I finished it. And like this album cover, everyone absolutely loves it. It's always missing in my life. It's great. But at the time, it wasn't always like that. Oh my God. I, 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 I think I said to Kelly, I refuse to put this on our, our portfolio. I was like, I refuse. <laughs> I was like, just give it a few months. It'll be okay. <laughs> but then I came back and I was like, oh, it's absolutely great. But you know. But it's really cool. Um, you know, like with the Boyberg stuff and a couple of the things that we've been working on lately and the Libra stuff, like working on it all together. Mm. And so I'm adding bits and Andrew's adding bits and it's really cool for us as well, seeing a new style start to emerge and it's something that we haven't seen before and yeah. it's something that we haven't really seen in other people's work before. Like I feel like it's quite an original I style. I feel like that style, the Bloomberg stuff is really original. I think a lot of people have mentioned as well that like, this is really unique in a way. I, I mean... But it's really cool. It's just fun to, you know, like push ourselves, you know, after doing it for such a long time to be pushing ourselves again yeah. and developing something that's completely different. It's quite yeah. refreshing. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's think really interesting that you guys are doing projects that are so, like the range of them is so vast. Like you're doing consultancy yeah. for studios and like, does that, like that LST project. I love that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you guys like do so much like product design and all that. It's like really, it's rad yeah. to see that it's not just digital illustration for like the web and that's it's what we really so want cool. to do more. i don't know how that happened yeah like especially this year that we do know how it's no we know all the tricks it's really fun um you know like when we first got together we're like we we've done work on paper and we've done work for digital and everything's always mm-hmm. 2d and it's so rewarding and exciting to see what else we can do with illustration you know like we want to we want to fit out interior spaces and we want to see things on the side of street walls and like and installations and Mm. on and packaging and animation and there's so many fun things that we can do and i feel like we're just getting into it now and it's going to be really cool to see Mm. what we can talk people into for one and what what other ways we can use 
our visual language to you know make some beautiful things mm. yeah it's, just commu- it's really at the end of the day it's communication you know and using visuals as a as a as a medium to do so and communicating to people on, a, on another level and so yeah. it's just a, and, and the tools are just a means to the end you know just to get get there and, so yeah. which i think is really it's, it's something that's also important to note too um it's not necessarily all about the tools one thing i was going to ask you guys a bit too um to talk about tools is i noticed uh, the thing i always loved about the work that you guys produce is the the, the natural uh because i come from paper you know like paper uh digital came later in my life so paper is like you know where i come from and so nothing beats that as as close as like you know, these amazing programs are getting and the technology and the hardware is getting still paper is the, the feel and the look and sensation of, of a brush going over actual paper, um, or canvas. Um, it's really hard to emulate that. How important is that for you guys to, like Kelly, you mentioned, you don't really play with the digital side as much and maybe perhaps you're probably going to move in that direction a little bit more just because you're going to be around Andrew all the time who's doing it, does it all the time as well. So, but how, how, how do you guys know when you want to decide between using the digital tool and using the analog tool quote, quote unquote? Well, we, it depends on this. Like a lot of the time, people come to us and they'll be like, "We like Kelly style, or we want Andrew style, or we want something like this." So that will decide a lot of the time. And mm. um, I do a lot of work um, digitally, but I'm more of like my all of my coloring is done digitally. Um, but I like to do my line work in pencil, whereas Andrew does a lot of his line work um, digitally. So it just really depends on what we're asked to do. And you know, like with every job, we're like, which tools will be the best ones to use? Uh, would this be cooler if we did an actual ink splatter or a digital ink splatter? Um, and we just kind of play around and, you know, look at each job. And I think we've both got pretty firm rules by now, though. Like, we both know yeah. not when, when not to shortcut. We've got our processes down. Like we both, so. like, I'm, I'm never going to get a watercolor texture off of Google. This is no. not going to happen. <laughs> like, I'm going to scan it. Like, we, we both know what got us to where we are and we fully respect that. So I think with using textures and materials, like it's pretty much the same. Well, obviously we both share stuff now, like Kelly uses some brushes I have now. Often at times now I'll get her to draw like especially textures for, for patterns and things and stuff. Like we were working on something yesterday where we were doing a pitch thing for a, for a TV ad and I was doing some story, some starboard things and I um, ended up painting like half of the under, basically all the shading of it. And then I printed out the line work, which I drew on the computer and gave to her, which she then drew on on paper, which we scanned in. So pretty much we just spoke in the beginning. We're like, yeah, I'll do this, you do that. That's going to define this. We both went our own ways and then came together and put it all back together. But I think it's kind of nice having knowing that if you, if you want like something in you a certain kind of style, somehow. you can do it. Like, yeah. for example, Kelly doesn't really like drawing perspective stuff, whereas I, I feel super strong and confident. It's just about <laughs> yeah. ma- yeah, it's about just matching those skills. But there's something so nice about it. You know, you, know, you can just... The scope of what you can get done, I feel like when we came into it with our portfolio, it was already so broad. And I feel like we cover, you know, so many different areas of, of um, like, products and um, people and just who we work for and so on. But now I feel like, you know, you can pretty much multiply that again because now we've got, like, it shows in this Bloomberg project, it's the possibilities of what you can do. It's just it's so great. And then, uh, you know, to add another level on top of that, 
to Inception style. <laughs> levels inside of levels inside of levels. It's amazing that you can get two people on it. But then also, like this Bloomer project, then you can add in a photographer, an equally skilled photographer who, who you know. It's fun. But, you know, like, you don't Absolutely. have to go and spend heaps of money on materials and fancy pencils yeah. and all I mean, this I'm kind just, of stuff. Like, yeah. everyone's always like, oh, on Instagram and stuff, everyone's like, oh, pretty much every single picture I put up, they're like, what paper do you use? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I always get asked that question and I'm like, it doesn't even have a brand name. It's like box board yeah, that's yeah. like recycled it's cardboard. Like recycled cardboard. It comes, <laughs> it's like $2 a sheet and it comes in a massive sheet and I have, I've just used it for like 10 years and I just like the texture and that's the only reason I buy well, it. I, think I, use the same, I use the same cardboard you use as the drawer on to package a print like an hour ago. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's nothing to do about it. always like, what do you do with your originals? And I'm like, I stuff them in a shelf. <laughs> um, they're all going yellow because they're all on this recycled crappy the, shot, the, the packing paper <laughs> yeah yeah the print that you just ordered there'll be half a face <laughs> all, all my old drawings go to Andrew's packing supplies and he puts he wraps them in his art he uses them to wrap his prints <laughs> you know if I do, and they end up being worth something one day, they'll probably all be rotten. Well, I think that question comes up a lot because of, like I said, the epidemic of the nowness of things. That people yeah. go like, "What? What magical fucking wand did you use, Harry Potter, to do that? <laughs> slay that snake or dragon?" It's like, no, hey, we all are just using simple things to make these things because we've been yeah. doing it for so long, and that is really the, the key. Yeah, and I think that's really the key, you know. Uh, Andrew, I heard you went to Tokyo recently. Uh, let's hear the deets. Give us the details because uh, Andrew Harlick and, and I and, and our buddy Aaron Back, we all went out to Tokyo for 10 days. I spoke out there and we went freaking just did all kinds of crazy shit. Andrew ate a bunch of corn out of this yeah. out of the vending machines. We, did you we get the corn from the vending machine, dude? I, I, I had a whole lot of corn out of what? <laughs> yeah. Only in Japan. What so happens good. in Japan stays in Japan. The corn stayed there, fortunately. Yeah. How was your trip? It was amazing. Um, everything. I'd been there before, so I, it was kind of everything I loved. Yeah. Everything, everything. No, but I mean, I mean, like it was everything I loved again. But every, you experience it again. You still love it again, even more. Like I just felt like the food was even better. <laughs> uh, you know. The, the people were even nicer. That <laughs> was possible, but they were nicer. Yeah, how is that even possible? They're the yeah. nicest people on the planet. It's like, yeah. I love how they coexist there. It's just, yeah. We were blown away by everything there. It's, it's truly yeah. the one place on earth that I've experienced that you're completely in a different place. Like, yeah. you're totally not anywhere else than Japan. Yeah, I think every, every time I go, like, when I went there before, I often went to look at art and museums and which I didn't actually do I went with a friend this time though but at the same time I didn't go to one museum I didn't go out of my way I met up with a, a couple of illustrator friends there but I didn't really it was actually more you're just eating I was just eating, <laughs> eating, eating, eating. <laughs> fuck you know, yeah you're eating, smart Facebook messages about it while I was in the office pretty much <laughs> <laughs> that wow. was it and, and <laughs> just being just being like a city boy I was in the arcades doing that stuff like you're hanging out with that deer thing hanging out with animals and <laughs> <laughs> just the cat, the cat cafe in the cat in the owl cafe you, like you didn't bring every, me back in prison or anything no. No. i told you to 
<laughs> so did my mom as well. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Just eating food and showing it off to everybody. We yeah, did the same thing. It's such a dick move, but so just that's the word. It's like, yeah, Kelly, 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 have you been to Japan yet? No, I haven't been to Japan. Oh, you, you must go. Everybody I, listening must go because it's just, yeah, it's the food is just, I mean, Andrew, come on, Andrew Harlick. I'm going to call you Drew while we have this thing because there's too many Drews, <laughs> Andrews going on here. Yeah, uh, But Drew, like the food we ate, remember that stuff? It's yeah, just like, dude, I still remember that like calamari. Oh my ate, God. It was so good. <laughs> like my, my, I like melted in this seat, man. It was just ridiculous. It was just so... I don't even know how they do it. It's like, what? And then the combination of drinking and eating there, I feel like the culture is oh, spot yeah. on. It's really, it's some places, you know, people just get fucked up and that's pretty much it. Some places you go out for formal dinner and that's a good night. But I feel like yeah, they mix the two of them perfectly. Oh, yeah. Enjoy food, but you can still drink not to get crazy, but then also kind of get crazy and then maybe get more crazy. But <laughs> yeah. karaoke. Oh, it's, yeah, karaoke. Yeah. I, I really like that because I love food so much, but at the same time, I feel same. like sometimes if you're going out with friends and they know you're going out, they're like, oh, okay, let's go and get us alcohol and just drink and, oh, wait, let's get a quick burger, but that's it. But there, I feel like you... It's all in a joint. At the same time, yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Then, I mean, the smaller Izakaya places, small, you know... Oh, those are like, the best. I can seats. I could sit in them every day they're amazing such good times i want to go back <laughs> I, I, I never drink honestly i don't really ever because drinking in america is like yeah fuck yeah fucking just slam a bunch of fucking beer <laughs> like it's just stupid it doesn't even have any kind of any interest to me at all it's like i don't get it i'm not into it but when you're in japan it's like this kind of this sensation that you do and it's just kind of very natural and like you said the the we went to that one bar remember Remember Drew that one bar that that guy was making the balls of oh uh, yeah he was that guy was, like dude, spheres been, of ice he was a bartender for like twenty plus years or something this little spot in what was that was that in Kyoto. I, uh, I think so. Yeah, I was in Kyoto back in those like back alley. Like you would never even find it if you had to even search for it. We just randomly stumbled upon it. Just like this red sign said bar, and we had to like hit, yeah. hit, a, hit a buzzer to get in, and he let us in. It was just. It was just, it was amazing. And I was like, I can't not drink something here. I have to. And it was just the most amazing thing ever. And it was just, like you said, I th- they really understand the science of merging um, the drinking side of things um, also with the eating side of things, also with the entertainment side of things. And it's all this one encompassing yeah. great experience. So, yeah. So, Kelly, you must go. <laughs> to sum that up. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just amazing. And it's, it's like, yeah. And I brought back so many books. Books. They were making fun of me. I was like, I'm a grown ass man. I had a, a duffel bag. Or like, yeah, <laughs> suitcase full of like anime books. And I did toys. the same thing. I had to buy an extra bag when I was out there just yeah. to bring back all the candy I bought. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the meaning of life to buy. When you buy it in the bag, when you come back from somewhere, you know that you're been on a holiday, like a proper yeah. holiday. I love it. <laughs> I try to do the same. I always try to buy lots of clothes. I love the clothes. There's so much. I feel like. Oh, like, that's such great style. Yeah, it's awesome. it's like so far ahead, it's so unique and like out there. Yes. But sadly... Your feet are too big. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Your feet are too big. Boring. I don't really... I can't bite that much. So, yeah. I, I try to buy as much as I can, but it's hard work. I always do this real desperation buys at the end. Like, I just can't find anything, so I end up buying like size, probably... A size five shoe just because <laughs> you hang it on the wall. Fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, they have pretty, they, yeah, everything. I mean, it's just, I can go on for days. People probably like shut up, but, um, it's, it's awesome. It's just such a unique and a unique place. It really is. And, um, it's so great for artists and creative minds and just people in general is just to be there and experience. We experienced the fucking shit out of that place. So hi, Andrew, we didn't even like, we walked so far. I have a pedometer thing, like one of those smart wearable technology things um and it can tell me all my steps it was we, we I did as well how many how many steps you yeah. dude we did just i did i remember clocking just under forty thousand steps one day what? fuck dude yeah we put some fucking miles on that place yeah dude. we like did literal miles and miles every day <laughs> yeah like 20 miles a day or some stupid amount yeah because that's how you really experience a place. I wasn't really too keen. I mean, we took a lot of public transportation, which was amazing, by the way, too. Completely safe, so incredibly efficient. clean, crazy efficient, efficient. which is a, just a testament to actually the culture and the people, how they respect the things that they have. But um, yeah. it was just, man, it was so awesome. And just walking around, we just had such a blast, just just blown away. I think every corner we were just like, what the fuck? <laughs> there's no zoning laws. So just there's, there's like one building will have like 40 businesses in it. And it's only like four stories tall. <laughs> 20 of them are massage parlors. Oh, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> we didn't hit any of those though. Damn it. Yeah. Failed. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> That's round two. We'll have to go back. Yeah. So, well, let's talk. We're, we probably got to wrap it up, but I want to talk a little bit about your guys's future goals. And I also would love if you guys had any kind of advice that you would want to offer to anybody that's listening that wants to go out and do these things, might have a little bit of doubt within them to, um, you know, create their own company or go freelance or, or even do art for a living. Um, any, anything you could offer the audience would be awesome. Cause I know you guys got plenty of, of experience and knowledge and stuff. So yeah, no pressure. Go. <laughs> You're all shit. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Why not? Well, what were we, what were we saying? Well, future, future stuff. Yeah, future goals. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of you kind of touched on it through the conversation, think, but yeah. Yeah, I think we pretty much said like I don't think we have any specific goals. Yeah, we but do. We it's, it's well, there's, there's some zeros, but at the same time, I think you got to adapt. Like some weeks, you have different interests. I feel like we just, you know, I feel like the work we've been always on the stuff people are attracting and who we work for. It's just always going to surprise us. And be we're, wanting to, like, so. we're wanting to expand, obviously, and take on more stuff, and we also want to get, um, you know, like. We work as illustrators and we work as creative directors and art directors as well. And we really want to focus mm. more on the art direction um, side of things. And we also want to expand into other areas as well within our company. So mm. we do eventually want to look into fashion a little bit more or collaborating with somebody else to do um, a fashion brand. Um, what else do we want to do? We just kind of want to really engage with the people that we know, you know, like we have some really cool animators that we really want to work on projects with. Um, mm. We have some really cool illustrators that we really want to use as well. Um, yeah. We really just want to push forward and see what else we can do. Get, get in some shop interiors and mm. grand scale works. Awesome. <laughs> grand scale works. I, mean, I guess it's good, you know, like, you know, getting into just things that are challenging and trying yeah. new things and stuff and, putting yeah. your art into different spots. I mean, it would be really interesting to see what you guys would do if you merged with like, let's say a 3d specialist or a oh, programmer yeah. or somebody that would generate code or something or take your art and change it or make it three dimensions and then kind of painting on that. And that yeah, the alchemy, exactly. I'm always, I think you guys are in the same thing, but I love the alchemy of creativity. You know, I think that's really the key, you know? So 100%. yeah. Mixed media. Oh. 
And yeah. what else? What else? Tips. Um, tips and tips for all the peeps out there. Yeah. Definitely get your licensing and your contracts and everything like that down. I've had a lot of people, well, from when I started and didn't know anything about licensing my work and people just took me for a ride and used my stuff for years. And because I was uneducated and didn't really know anything about it, I had mm. nothing, I could do nothing about it. So, you know, learning to license your work and learning the value of your work as well, you know, um, calculating your time versus your out, your, like versus dollars and getting all that down at the start is will help you a lot. Mm. Um, That's true. What else? Learning to edit your work is really important. You know, don't yeah. hold on to stuff just because you had a really good experience drawing it that day. Actually look at it from and try and view it as an outsider and think if someone saw this, would they choose me to work on this kind of job? You know, like be critical of your own work and mm. edit and take stuff out all the time and also make new stuff if you feel like you've got a gap. That's good. Nice. Yeah, those are really great pieces of advice, I think, too. Yeah. I think, uh, Be nice to people. I think yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just in general. Deadlines <laughs> as well. That's really yeah. important. It's important also to respect yourself and your work. Like, you know, take pride on what you make. And be happy. Care about it. Like, just actually just, if you say, you know, you want to care about it, then just care. Like, it sounds silly, but put that make time in, yeah. make that effort. Um, be true to yourself. If, if you're doing it for some other reason that you don't really want to do it, then don't do it. Like you're saying, you know, if you, if you want to make a portfolio of illustration, make it of illustration. Don't make it about whatever, like be true to who, what you want to do. And yeah, don't always try and please everybody else. I think it's easy to get swayed by, you know, society, family, the internet and confidence, everything like all that stuff. And you know, you don't realize that subconsciously sometimes you can be pushed off your path and what you originally wanted to do. I feel like it's important to always keep track of that and remind yourself, you know, Right. Yeah. Look back sometimes, but don't look back too much. Don't be afraid to say no to people. Dance. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you're dancing. I think dancing is the key. That's fun. Like you got to. Yeah. I feel like as much as we both we're very, work we're, really hard. We both we're serious workers, but we also we, have a laugh. Yeah, you got to. We also dicks all have the time. Fun, so. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, and I think one thing: don't be afraid to talk to people. Yeah, that's a great one to take from this too. People and I feel like, especially now, social media. As much as it's brought people closer, in some ways, it creates like social people, barriers people between people because it. people people perceive you know social media situations where people on paper might be more famous or have more followers or be more well known. Like, don't everyone like Kelly said before? People everyone's the same. Like, yeah. Even if they've worked for the, these people, whatever, like they're going to be the same if you approach anyone asking you about anything. You just got to you know, it's always going to email saying like tell me what brush you're using and yeah, what size like <laughs> I can guarantee if somebody said like can we come around on a Friday for a beer okay. I would say maybe we shouldn't put that on the podcast yeah. <laughs> come <laughs> around for a beer it's Friday <laughs> tomorrow in Australia <laughs> you only have five beers at the moment though so you have to bring your own shit yeah you know like the social media thing like when I just went back to New Zealand Fashion Week and there's all these people who talk to me all the time on Instagram and then I would be right next door to them and I'd be I'd be like smiling and being like hey and they just ignore you and it's like what? <laughs> but like one guy I went to a guy's fashion show and he always is really involved with my work on social media and then he private messaged me on Instagram and was like oh my gosh I saw you at my show thanks so much for coming I wanted to come and say hello to you but 
but I but I didn't. I was kind of too scared, and I was like, just say come say hi. Yeah, yeah, just probably too shy. Yeah, it's a, it's a common thing, I think, with, with artists. Yeah, it's a t- definitely a common thing, and I think your advice to to step outside your comfort zone and to approach the clients that that you enjoy or approach other yeah. artists. Uh, one thing I was doing for a bit there, I, I lost track of it because I got just consumed with other things, but I was once a week, I would email or send a note to an artist that I really appreciate. I guess I do with the podcast because that's pretty much what the podcast is. But um, yeah. I think that really helps because it kind of, uh, you're putting something good out, obviously that's always good. And then you're also connecting yourself with a, a like mind person or somebody that's within um, your same realm of consciousness. And I think that really develops you. Um, it helps you, I think as a, as a creative. Um, and I think that really is, is, is a key. You know, like I said, I'm really big on community because I know how important it is because we're only as good as the community in which we, we create, you know? So I think that's really something special. And I think that's a great piece of advice. Last year, I um, just started to randomly send prints to people that I thought were doing cool stuff. Oh, wow. That's really cool. I just wanted to do it just for good vibes, you know, like just being like, you're doing some really cool stuff. And here, here's something that I want to give you because you're just really awesome. That's awesome. Um, And it's just kind of nice just to do something like that just for the sake of doing it. Mm. Amazing how many people don't say thank you, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, do it for the sake of doing it. You know, so. Yeah, selfless acts are always good. It's just important to stay selfless. So yeah, because <laughs> I can get wrapped up in that too. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but it's just kind of part of the the, the, the equation. Yeah, this the act of the selfless act is challenging sometimes. But yeah, <laughs> we kind of when we first when we first started, we thought that we do like send out things like maybe once a year to all that we thought were cool or. You know, just try and do nice little things like that just to make it up. You know, we were doing it every Christmas and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's also important to like write down your goals and then check back to them, I think. Yes. You know, it's easy to just like work away every day and then completely forget what you wanted to so do in the true. first place. Oh, yeah. so it's really nice to just have it written somewhere and check it every few months just Definitely to make sure that you actually are doing what you plan to do. We lose focus all the time. Like, we just get so involved. It's so in easy, you know. I mean, I mean, I think both of us look at less people's work now than ever just because we're quite no confident. Time. In our, well, no, we're just more confident in our work. Like, we know who we are, more, et cetera, and in time as well. But I think, you know, surrounding influences, social media, Certain things you do in your life, like people around you, you, you lose. You completely can lose focus so quickly. All it takes is a week or a day, or yeah, you know. yeah. So that's that's the, one of the biggest parts of it. I think. Whenever really if we ever have a quiet spot, we're always like, okay, what are we doing again? And okay, mm-hmm. what are we going to do to try and make that happen? You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 easy to lose track of that stuff. I, I read a lot of books. Um, there's one. There's a couple of books actually. I'm going through. Um, the book I'm going through right now is Essentialism. I think it's called. Uh, it's really great. I highly recommend you guys checking that out if you guys are trying to figure out your focus and all that kind of stuff. And also, um, Eat That Frog. I always mention that one. That's an amazing book. Life changer for me. And then also this other one called Compound Effect. I probably just dumped way too much on you guys. But <laughs> any three any three of those books, um, if you're trying to gain focus or just focus on whatever it is that you're trying to achieve or like they, they bring up all the recalibration, like you said, like refocusing, re-kind of setting yourself, um, re analyzing yourself and really focusing on what it is that you've been trying to do and resetting and stuff is is really key because that's that's really what a professional does i think that self-evaluation and and honest assessments and stuff and checking in and all that kind of stuff is is all part of the equation you know so 
and also realizing what you can and can't do. Yeah, and and saying no too is really key. So yeah, there you go, Andrew. Sent you a little link. Yeah, enjoy that shit. That's the good. That's the goodness. (laughs) We were just talking the other day about if we need like a business mentor and things like that as well. You know, is it? It's a really good idea for us to talk to other people outside of us, you know, who've done it before. Absolutely. Might as well, you know. Knowledge is power. Well, actually, knowledge isn't power. The use of knowledge and how you use it is the power. But yeah, exactly. The action of it is is the power of it. But yeah, all three of those books, they've been monumental life changers for me personally and just allowed me to be super prolific and do fucking like millions of things at once so it also kills me and i'm constantly having to go back and listen to them because i'm like how the f- what the fuck <laughs> how am i supposed to do this and the books are helping me go through that too because they're mentors you know like paper mentors i call them so um but dude i'm so stoked we had this conversation you guys have been an absolute joy uh, it's tons of great energy i'm really stoked that we had you guys on um sometime Yes, I would love to. I really want to. I really want to go to New Zealand, and when I get there, I might as well hop over and say hi. So it's close enough. Yeah, it's 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 really beautiful out there. My uh, my dad's uh, his wife. uh, She's from Australia, and I think they're out there right now, actually. So I'm curious to see how that goes and stuff. But yeah, I've I've always wanted to go and stuff. So I'll definitely have to figure it out. Maybe I'll try to get like on the semi permanent train or something and go speak out there or something. That'd be a lot of fun. So. do that but thank you guys so much i really appreciate it and um, we'll have links as usual so all that goodness and if you guys have anything else you want to share with the audience feel free to send it to andrew and i and we'll make sure we share all that goodness with everybody but yeah Yeah, we we wish you guys the best of luck yeah it sounds like you guys have it all figured out and really stoked to see it and i'm I'm excited (laughs) (laughs) don't say anything don't say anything (laughs) but no i appreciate it guys yeah, thanks, thanks so much for your time. Chat. And thanks yeah. so much for the support as always. You guys are a dream. Yeah. Podcast is the best. Absolutely. <laughs> anytime. You guys are welcome on anytime. Appreciate it. And thanks for all the advice and the love for everybody out there. So welcome thanks guys have a good day or night whatever it is and that does it for this week's episode big thank yous to kelly and andrew for coming on and sharing their time with us this week you can find links to una's work and all the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectedpodcast.com slash 121 along with links to our facebook twitter and itunes podcast page have an amazing day everybody be powerful be prolific peace out